Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CME curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. My name is Adriana Hong, and I am an Associate Professor of Medicine and Nephrology at the Vanderbilt University. The topic that we're going to discuss is communicating genetic testing results to AMKD patients and the impact of early diagnosis. As we discussed before, uh, having ABL2 risk variants for the ABL1 gene or a high-risk genotype increases the risk of CKD progression or uh, developing in stage renal disease in individuals of African ancestry. Uh, we have shared previously this study by Parsite All. Uh, in the African-American study of kidney disease in the chronic renal insufficiency cohort that shows that having these two high-risk alleles increased by 90%, the risk of uh, developing a 50% decline in your GFR or developing ESRD. So the identification of individuals with these high-risk genotypes is important, but it's also important to understand so not everybody with a high-risk genotype will develop kidney disease. This is important when we are genotyping individuals or when individuals get genotyped by choice, for example, 23andMe, and then they wonder, what does this mean? And so this is, is important because then when we talk to our patients, we can tell them about a second heat hypothesis, so environmental or other genes uh, that will increase the risk of developing kidney disease. And also the opportunity to intervene uh, early to prevent the development of kidney disease or other consequences of kidney disease. And so, for example, uh, in this particular study, which is done also in the African-American study of kidney disease, we can observe that individuals with a high-risk APOL1 genotype uh, the curves in yellow and black, if they receive strict control of their blood pressure, they have a 50% decrease in the risk of dying. This is particularly important and compelling as to a reason why we need to genotype patients that we have uh, reasons to suspect that they may have um, this gene um, and to inform the patient and the physician so that the, they can be more uh, strict in their interventions uh, in an early stage. It's been shown that having two high-risk alleles also is associated with an early-onset hypertension and higher levels of systolic blood pressure. This particular study was done by Gidish Nagardi uh, from BioMe, and it was uh, replicated in BioView and in the Northwestern University uh, Genetic Biobank. And so, again, um, in this case, these individuals uh, may not have kidney disease yet, but knowing that they have the high-risk genotype may provide a reason as to why to monitor their blood pressure from an earlier age. And so one of the uh, aspects that we face in many of the studies that we've done is that most of the genetic testing to the day uh, for genes that are actionable, such as uh, APOIL1, uh, have been in the context of research studies. And so whenever we want to return a result 
that has to be uh, repeated in a clinical graded laboratory so that we feel certain that the information that we are providing is accurate. Um, the other things that we can see in this particular algorithm is that's important to understand if you're going to be able to answer all your patient questions or if you should be always upfront be ready to offer genetic counseling. I personally always offer genetic counseling to my patients. Uh, I think they need uh, many answers that I won't be able to provide in the time of the clinical visit. Uh, for example, what will they tell their family members? Uh, will they this affect their in insurability? Will they be labeled? There's so many questions that come with their return of results. But what we have to tell our patients too is that they're provi we're providing to them the opportunity of being monitored from an early stage of the disease or even prior to developing the disease um, and that, or that we're giving them the physicians the opportunity to provide a more aggressive monitoring and change outcomes as we see in the study that I share with you uh, done in the African-American study of kidneys. So this is uh, all important uh, information that we have to give to our patients, the benefits that they will get from these, and try to talk to them about the risks that come with learning this information. It's fair to always inform the patients about their risk. Uh, and so that's why I think genetic counseling is very important uh, because we as clinicians don't have the window of time requiring, required to answer all these questions. And genetic counselors are also uh, very well prepared to handle many of the questions that come with returns of results. And this was just a study that was in CJSON uh, as to how do we uh, do return of results when genes are actionable. Uh, but what I really wanted to say is that there's still no standard of uh, care in this regard. And many studies are ongoing uh, to learn the barriers and uh, the best practices uh, when returning uh, results. Uh, but I think we have all learned throughout this process that this is common that these affect outcomes, uh, and that even if we genotype people that do not have kidney disease, uh, this can be uh, effective in preventing the, the onset of kidney disease. And because of that, if we want to tackle this issue, we have to offer genotyping, be ready to do return of results, and be ready to offer genetic counseling. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME Incorporated, and is part of our Minute CME curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.